0: On with the show. this is Miss Debbie's holiday spectacular with us is uh, uh the the famed. Early learning uh, professional guru expert uh, Miss Debbie uh, Kristen Peterson is supposed to be with us, but she had some uh, some holiday stuff come up. We've got a a a a group of people here from the Zoom. Hi Zoom people, um, everybody's welcome to jump in and talk to Debbie. Debbie's going to talk to us about uh, about holiday crafts. Getting the Perfect holiday Christmas crafts, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. and then and then holiday programs, and then wherever mm-hmm. else. Where else we decided to go? Hey, Debbie, mm-hmm. I was before we get into this, I got to ask you something though. Uh, yes, last please. time, yes. last time we had you on the show, you did a couple episodes with us before, and I was I'm, I'm just honored that you've uh, you've taken the time out of your busy schedule to join us uh, for this you podcast. But Jeffrey. I'd like it if you could keep down, keep keep the flirting down a little bit, okay? My wife oh. listened to the episodes, and mm-hmm. uh, she's really protective of. Of me and she she felt kind of like you were getting a little bit out of hand. So I, I know it's just keep it in your pants. Okay. Could you oh Debbie? Oh,
1: oh. well Jeffrey, I mean I'll, I'll try my hardest, but I I don't I don't know if I can I don't know if
0: I I'll try. I'll, okay. I'll try. Well I know. I mean I mean I'm I I, I mean I would have a hard time not I mean, flirting with that's me, a so little I...
1: disappointing. I thought I thought that that I thought that I thought I meant more to you than that, Jeffrey.
0: Well, I mean, look, she's, I can't, I can't talk now. She's going to listen to this episode too, Dave, Debbie. we will have to talk. Anyway, let's get on with this episode. Um, so the holidays are upon us. What kind of uh, yeah. thoughts, what kind of well wishes do you have for your fans? Mm-hmm. Um, where do you want to jump in, Debbie? Mm,
1: yes. Yes. So uh, I, Christmas season, the holiday season the festive time of year i'm a, i'm a christian woman so i celebrate christmas and uh uh i uh celebrate i i, I still believe in santa i don't know if you believe in santa but in my house and in my classroom, mm-hmm. we celebrate Santa and we do lots of really, really interesting crafts that the children just adore. Well, we tell, them, tell me
0: about one of those crafts, could you? I,
1: I have, I have one here. Just I worked really hard on it earlier today.
0: Okay, you have to describe uh, because, it because this is this is just an audio podcast. People aren't going to be able to see oh, you, so you have to talk to oh, them about oh, what well, it that looks that's
1: like. Sad that they can't. They, they can't see this I I forgot that about podcasts this podcast thing's so new to me uh-huh. yeah I forgot that they can't see it so I'm gonna pretend that I'm on QVC that's uh-huh. my favorite shopping channel for the Christmas season by the way I, I can tell I can tell yeah. so uh, uh we have here <laughs> we have a I'm gonna describe it so, yeah. What we, what the first thing that you do is you take a paper plate and you're going to cut the center of the paper plate out so that it's just a ring. All right. And then you're going to take some cotton balls, Mm -hmm. those fluffy white things. Mm -hmm. And you're going to glue those all around that whole entire paper plate ring.
0: Uh
1: I ran out of cotton balls. I see my cats. They just love cotton balls. Of
0: course. Of course. So
1: they... Uh you know, that's like a toy. They're like mini snowballs for cats. It's like the cutest little thing, and they have little snowball fights.
0: Hey, we, what, last last you were with us, what was it, nine or eleven cats that you had in your in your family?
1: We have nine, but unfortunately, Jeffrey,
0: we're we're down to eight. Oh no! I hope the one you named after me didn't die.
1: No, that one sleeps with me every night. He's my favorite.
0: Uh huh. What, what, what happened to the, the lost uh, cat or kitten?
1: Well, I'm not quite sure. Remember that? Remember when I told you that we found one just dead one time in mm, our house? Sure. I mean, that happened again. I'm not sure what what's going on, but it, it we just found it one day. Well, actually what happened was it was like laying underneath my dresser and i thought that it had died because it was not moving and it was not breathing Mm -hmm. and i went to go grab it because i was gonna like you know wrap it up and and bury it and all of a sudden it let out this gigantic (laughs) and it was alive and i was praying i was like hail jesus the cat's alive and then it was fine for maybe a few more hours and then uh, it when I went to bed and I woke up the next morning it's not alive anymore. But it was really dead cuz I went to go pick it up again and I was expecting it to make that horrid wretched noise. What and what then... did that sound
0: like again? What? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um I've- that That is a beautiful, beautiful holiday uh, story. I'm glad you shared that on our on our uh, holiday spectacular here. Uh, back to your craft project. You, you cut the center out of a paper plate. Mm-hmm. You grew- so That's
1: you- going to symbolize Santa's beard. And the point is, is that children can use this as a mask. So you could put like some elastic if you'd like, like punch a hole in each side of the paper plate. Uh-huh. And then you could make it, you remember like those old school 1980s plastic Halloween masks that you'd like breathe into and it would like get all wet on the back?
0: I I don't, I I wasn't trick-or-treating anymore by the 80s, so. um,
1: Okay, well, well, so I solved that problem of uh that weird breathing, like wet Feeling yeah. behind those plastic masks by cutting out the center of the paper plate.
0: That's good. You don't want to smother the children. That's good. Oh, I, I'm guessing that uh, that kind of respiratory, that wet breathing is something maybe going on with your cats as well. It sounds like there's kind of a maybe a respiratory thing going on with the cats. Do you, uh, what's your vacuuming regimen? Sorry to get off topic, but I'm worried about oh, the cats. Oh, but Jeffrey, I
1: love to vacuum. Vacuuming is so therapeutic. I mean, I know you ladies can relate. It is, it's like instant glorification because you can see all the things getting sucked up that vacuum by, and then the lines and the carpeting, like it is like therapy. Yes, I see you. I see you, Marianne. I know. No,
2: Miss Debbie, I hate vacuuming. That's why I have a Roomba.
1: Oh, oh. Well, guess what? My daughter got me a Roomba for Christmas last year, and it's just like sits there and it's just like dusty because I prefer, I love, like, that's one of my favorite activities actually is vacuuming. So the Roomba, I don't know about that, Marianne. I want
0: to know about it. Mary Ann I want to know about it. I've been thinking about getting one I didn't know if the dogs would eat it you will have to uh have to let me know what you think Ah, uh, Jeff it's a
2: it's a game changer I've tried to teach my cat how to ride it because uh, I think uh, that would be fun but
0: yeah De- Debbie'd you have know. to get 11 of them because you wouldn't have the cats getting jealous <laughs> uh,
2: yeah I, I have one cat
0: so <laughs> well that seems a little bit more sane um <laughs> Debbie did the kids get to do all that gluing and everything all by themselves
1: Well, no, because I mean, kids, they just don't know where to put the glue Mm -hmm. and then they use like too much. And then the cotton balls are all drippy and then they get like stringy. I mean, you know, when they glue with cotton balls, like they, it gets too much and then they're like too soaked and then they just don't stay on at all.
0: I mean, too much for who?
1: Too much for anybody, really. I mean, there's just a certain amount of glue that is acceptable for cotton ball crafts. And how, how much would that be? Uh, I, I would say it's that? akin to the size of uh, possibly... Maybe, a,
0: a, maybe the size of a dot?
1: I mean, what's your definition of a dot, Jeffrey? Some people like little ones and some people like big ones. I mean, I prefer big ones, but...
2: But Miss Debbie, when are they going to learn how to use glue? It's Mary Ann. When are they going to learn how to use glue if you don't ever let them use glue? At home. Well, why do they go to school then?
1: Well, because they're going to learn, they got to learn how to make things look pretty at school. I mean, that's what, that's what we're there for. We're there to send home these beautiful Christmas crafts so that parents can see that they're learning and they're actually doing something when they come to
0: preschool. Hmm. Annie, did you have something you wanted to ask uh, or say to say to Debbie?
3: Well, I was just going to ask if it was something to do with the size of the dot and not being a lot, right? Like, don't oh, you have yeah. a little rhyme for that? I
1: mean, Dot, dot, not a lot. You yes. know it. You know that rhyme. I mean, that's one of my favorites. Dot, dot, not a lot. Uh, <clears throat> so my dot size, I mean... I prefer to use bigger dots, but children aren't allowed to use bigger dots because they don't really know what to do with those bigger dots. So, so yes, dot, dot, not a lot is, is the saying and it's a dot per cotton ball. But there's a certain amount of time that you got to hold that cotton ball on that glue in order for it to stay and that's the part that we need to the children need help with, they need to be able to count to 15 and, and this that's an excellent way to get them to learn how to count by the way, so we can add some math concepts into our craft projects.
0: So fifteen, you you put the small if you're a child, small dot of glue on the paper plate. You press the cotton ball on there for fifty. By the count of fifteen, and then you go on to the next one.
1: Yes, you do.
0: Okay, and sometimes
1: gonna, it does. It takes a while. It, it sounds does. like it, but Miss that takes patience. Miss yes, Debbie, please. yes, yes sorry, I'm
3: raising my hand. I don't want to interrupt. I know, I know you don't like interruptions. I
1: don't like interruptions, but um, I'm just wondering. You-
3: if, if they miss a number, do you start over? Like if they skip 13 by accident or maybe. No, I mean,
1: I wouldn't make them start over. That's just mean. So I would correct them and tell them the correct number instead. Okay.
3: Yeah. Plus it takes up so much time.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah. And it does. It's like, I mean, that's a lot of work and I, but I love it sitting at that table and listening to those children count to 15 over and over. It's the cutest thing. And I really do believe that they love it. I mean, sometimes there's some, there's some Christmas anarchy and they just like get up and they don't want to do the counting and the cotton ball placing, but uh, I encourage them to sit back down. Uh, what, is that, like what does that look might, like? They might lose recess if, if mm. they decide that they're not going to put the cotton balls on for 15 seconds each time.
0: So Debbie, I got a question about you. You talked earlier about the uh, the cotton balls getting saturated with the glue I and mean, then all stringy and spider webby. And, and yes. uh, my first response uh, to that was that sounded delightful. Um, and, no, and I was, mean
1: that's messy, Jeffrey. We don't do mess at well, preschool.
0: Well, well, Debbie, maybe maybe we need to because there are, there are a lot of kids, especially my experience as kids oh. that are in programs like yours, that um, have some sen- sensory integration issues um, because they haven't had the opportunities. To, to muck around with sticky and wet and moist and, and gooey kind of textures, all these different textures. And so I think maybe letting them have a little bit more free reign with the glue would be an opportunity to do add some. Uh, I mean, some-
1: Jeffrey, sorry to interrupt, but don't you think that like picking their nose gives them that sensory like thing? They can, if they feel like they need to do that, they can just pick, the- pick their own nose, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And they do, so I don't feel like we need to have that experience in the classroom because they're doing it enough on their own.
0: Yeah, yeah. Carol, you look like you've got something to say to Debbie.
4: Well, kind of on on Jeff's line of thinking, Miss Debbie, it seems like you have a definite um, list of materials that are to be used for this project. And -hmm. I know some people really don't like the feeling of cotton balls. Mm -hmm. It's like that nail on the chalkboard thing. So are children allowed to swap out materials if they'd rather use something else?
1: I mean, no, because then it wouldn't be cute anymore. And I mean, that's what parents want. So that's what I'm going to give them because eh, all the parents love me so much. And, and if I give them ugly crafts, nobody will send their kids into my classroom anymore.
0: Uh, counterpoint, Debbie. I wanted to avoid that kind of pretty on Pinterest bullshit crap so much that I I, I I I ran a childcare program where we tried to avoid doing that stuff, and then homeschooled my kids so that crap wouldn't get sent home to, for me to have to deal with. So there are people that that don't don't like that stuff. Have, have you, you even even considered that? I, Jeffrey, yes,
1: you live under a rock. I think you do. I mean, the majority of the world loves Christmas crafts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, I, I'm not willing to give up my Christmas crafts. I I haven't even finished telling you how to do the hat. Oh, let, let's
0: see what Marianne like, has to say first, and then we'll get to the hat.
1: So, Miss Debbie,
2: I'm curious. Mm hmm. When my kids were little and I sent them to preschool, what I wanted to see come home was something they made. And it doesn't sound like this cute craft, while it's a cute craft, had really anything that the children made as a part of it. So I don't see the kids learning anything from it. But I, but you are the expert and I will let you school me on that one.
1: I mean, how else are they going to learn to count to 15? I mean, we do calendar time every day. So I guess. But that's only like one day a month that we're counting to 15. So I feel like this is a really good way to get them to count to 15 over and over. They're going to know how to count to 15 by the end of December. It's going to be amazing. So really, they're learning lots. Mary Ann.
0: De- Debbie, I got I got, a, I got a question about counting. Um, The day after the 15th, when you count to 16, don't you count to 15 as well? I mean debbie isn't that the way numbers work don't you you count for you you count for 15 for 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 over half the month in most months debbie um
1: well you got me there Jeffrey. just something
0: to think about what do you
3: got annie just to be fair you know february it's not over half the month
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah i stand corrected um so talk to us about that wonderful uh santa hat that uh, you make mm-hmm. for that gets glued on top of you got to probably use more yes, than one so, one drop to make put the hat so, on
1: so huh? so I spent this morning with a tracer and I traced out this the shape of the santa hat mm-hmm. because you know that uh being able to cut on a line is very important in preschool i mean sure. that's something that we need to practice and so i spent all morning tracing out the triangles I mean it's kind of like a a droopy triangle for the for the the Santa hat that's going to go on the top of the paper plate because again I'm trying to describe what this looks like because I kind of forgot what that a podcast isn't it's not a visual thing it's only audio so I wasn't really prepared
0: well, our, our listeners are thing. really good at painting word pictures um okay. so so, so that, Debbie that looks like. Um, Do the kids get to cut their own out?
1: Yes. However, if I see that they're struggling to stay on the line, I might put my hand over their hand and help them out a little bit. And sometimes I just do it for them. I mean, it just depends on if I see them struggling or not. And by struggling, I mean, like if they're not cutting on the line.
0: Mm -hmm. When you say sometimes, do you mean all the time that you do it?
1: I mean, yeah, because they're kind of like really shitty at figuring out how to do that when they're yeah, free. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. How how do they get better if they don't get to, you know, practice?
1: Uh, <clears throat> well, they they are practicing
0: uh-huh. uh,
1: when they try. And, but I mean, this is Christmas time. So there's some times that I might let them try a little bit harder, but this is Christmas time and we need to have these crafts be beautiful because they're going to be saved in those Christmas totes for the rest of the year.
0: Well, that's true. You want them to look good when they're in those Christmas totes. So you, you cut out on, on the lines, you cut up the Santa hat and then you what, staple it onto the uh, paper plate.
1: Well, we found today that that is the. By we, I mean my cats and I mm-hmm. found that uh, the stapler is the best option. It's the it's the quickest. There are other ways that you can get the hat to stay on to the paper plate ring circle, but we found that the stapler was the easiest. But stapler is dangerous for children, so that's something that I'm gonna have to do for for them. And and that's something that I would suggest that other providers do for the children in their care as well is we can't let them have the staplers those are just dangerous dangerous counterpoint
0: um, two days ago I was working on an upcoming post for the uh, Playvolution Play HQ site about staplers as loose parts because I think they're delightful um tools. Um and because kids like to use tools. They're they something they seem to see adults using uh quite often. That's something they're curious about. It's a it's a way to use kind of some upper body stuff when they're pushing down. They usually have to push down with both hands on on that stapler. Um it's a little bit Jeffrey. I mean, yes. they
1: could draw th- those that could draw blood. I yeah. don't yeah, yeah, but it.
0: you know, my experience is it it doesn't with most children because kids are curious, not suicidal or out to hurt themselves. But but also, if they do staple their finger, they don't generally do it more than once because they they learn to keep their keep their finger away from that that stapler part. So it, it works out pretty good, Debbie.
1: Jeffrey. I don't know. I don't know about the stapler situation. I mean, that would be like, that would be like giving him a hot glue gun. And that's just, that's that's just like crazy talk right there.
0: Yeah. Also a big, also a big fan of that, Debbie. Uh, Hot glue is is delightful. And I'd say it's a way to practice being careful. Um,
1: I thought I knew you better than this, Jeffrey.
0: mm, Well, well, maybe I was, uh, you know, maybe I was just kind of, Trying to get my work my way into your heart, so I could uh, kind of kind of bring my my radical subterfuge into your way of doing things, and, and try mm-hmm. to maybe help you switch things up. Uh, so you you make the paper plate thing. What if what if a child doesn't look? I'm guessing you grade them in some way to decide what goes up on the bulletin board or what gets set home.
1: Yeah, so we actually have a contest in my room. Mm-hmm for the best Santa face mask thingy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the children that do the best, uh-huh. they get to have their Santa hat paper plate craft put on display on the the wall of fame
0: uh-huh.
1: of the crafts in my classroom. Mm-hmm.
0: Well that's so sounds- Then they get a Christmas cookie for winning. And okay okay. That's, I guess that's the way to do it. That reminds me of my, my hate for, uh, for, for a girl that I went to elementary school with, uh, she, uh, Mm, Mara. Mara, 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 I I, I talk about, I rant about this about once a year on the podcast. So, um, Mara Selecta went to school from uh, kindergarten on, uh, she was, I had a crush on her, but she always won art class. Uh, Mrs. Hobart, the art teacher, uh, mm, she kicked me out of art class once, uh, would come in and, uh, uh, and she would hang whatever the project was on the board her her perfect teacher version and then and then the the goal the way you won art class was to make the make the version that was that was most close to uh to to her horrible horrible I mean Pinterest doesn't uh, didn't exist at the time but she would have totally been one of those uh, those Pinterest ladies um, and uh, and and morrow always won art class and the rest of us were like uh, can we just go outside and play um, But anyway, I think you and uh, Mrs. Hobart and Mara would all got Mara would have got on 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 well together. I mean,
1: I always want art class, too.
0: I'm I'm sure you did. What do you got, Annie?
3: I have a question for Miss Debbie. I have a child in my class right now who doesn't like the color red. And like anytime I suggest red in the use of crafts or art or, you know, sometimes we even do like free art and they can create their own stuff this child just really is adamant against red. They really choose purple mostly. How do you see this? Like, is there an alternative for maybe a purple Santa hat? Oh, that would be nice. Santa, a
1: jaunty Santa purple does not Santa. wear purple. I mean, have you ever opened up a book and seen a Santa with a purple hat? That Santa right behind you has red. If we teach children that they can put a purple hat on Santa, I mean, that is opening the can of worms that we don't even want to open. Debbie, I I
3: dragged this guy over just for you. I was afraid to show up with no regalia.
0: Maybe, maybe Santa wears purple, like, like New Year's Eve. He's Christmas is over and it's New Year's Eve and he's going to go out and get his, uh, uh, get, uh, I don't know some word that young people use. He's gonna he's, he's gonna go out and, and party, uh, and and so he puts on his his purple outfit, kind of maybe. Uh, I, I'm thinking something maybe he picked up at a a Prince garage sale. Um, did you know uh, yeah. that yeah. Prince is right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in this instance, I think that we would save the purple for after Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Debbie, speaking of, I mean, so these, these things are made, these crafts are mostly made for parents, right?
1: Well, no, I mean, I enjoy them too. And the children love it. I'm going to, can I show you my next one? Oh,
0: oh, absolutely.
1: So this one is a simple one. This one, it really just takes a child's hand and some green paint and you can create a beautiful, a beautiful Christmas tree. Oh. Okay, I'm trying to show it, but for some reason, my internet yeah. webs, things cut out. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't really see it. So yeah.
0: it looks like a, that, De- Debbie, that does not in any way look like a Christmas tree.
1: Yes, it does, Jeff. No,
0: no, it looks like a green turkey. It looks like somebody left the Thanksgiving turkey out and it kind of uh, mildewed or something.
1: No, Jeffrey, that is for sure 100 percent a christmas tree don't you see the ornaments on there the ornaments are done by taking your fingertip and uh-huh. you have the children put their just the tip of their finger in the paint and then they just press down and you but you want to make sure that they don't move their finger around because then I'll smear all the green underneath Mm -hmm. and ornaments are not smeary ornaments are nice and circular usually. So you want to make sure that they just like press their finger down lightly and then pull it off the paper. There's no smearing. So we got to make sure that there's no smearing.
0: Uh, Counterpoint. Couldn't they just finger paint? I mean, Jennifer, what do you got?
2: I was wondering, Miss Debbie, how you got the green paint on their hand? Did you give them a paintbrush and let
1: them paint their own oh, hand? No. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, that would be that would take too much time out of my day. So I I do it for them. They come and they sit down next to me and I have them put their hand out flat and then I take the green paint on the paintbrush and I and I paint their hand for them.
0: De- Mm. Debbie, since you're, so, I mean, you seem to like, the, like efficiency seems to be something that you're into. So I've got a suggestion for you for next year, <laughs> next Jeffrey. year, next year, get a six inch paint roller and then have the kids all stand with their hands straight out in front of them and together in a, in a row. And then you can just walk down the line and paint all of their hands green at the same time.
1: I, Jeffrey, I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that's the best idea you come up with all evening
0: well thank you thank you carol Mm -hmm. what do you got
4: now i was thinking maybe you could just do two at a time like paint one kid's hand like extra thick and have him high five a friend
1: and then they both are ready to roll so i think in that instance what i would do is i would paint it extra thick and then i would just have kid one do their handprint for kid two
0: uh, their parent might know, though. I would like to combine my idea with Carol's, and you do the paint roller thing with half the kids, and then you do the high tens, um, and, and 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 that would that would great. I mean, it would make a great sound. There'd be green plates, paint splatter. It would be delightful.
1: Mm, I don't think so, Jeffrey. Okay. So we haven't even discussed the fact that I have this beautiful Christmas sweater on that I wore just for this occasion. It's actually an advent calendar sweater and it has like little flaps. See, that has the numbers on there. Yeah. Uh And that's because I wear this to preschool when I'm going in to teach on preschool and they learn their numbers because they see them on my sweater and they want to see what's under all those little flaps. See, there's Are they like, allowed
2: to touch you? <laughs> I was going to say, Miss Debbie, you let them touch you? Like on
1: your sweater, maybe on your boobies, really? Mm, well, they aren't on my boobies. They're on mostly on my back. And uh, I mean, that's what a good teacher does, right? We got to like, sometimes get a little uncomfortable, right? <laughs>
0: So you wear that sweater for like a month?
1: Yeah. Because it day. teaches them numbers. Uh-huh. There's 25 numbers. 25 of these little flaps. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're like on the front and they're on the back. See, look at it. Yeah. Um, cool?
0: I got to tell you, Debbie, Um, I've it's Like, I've like got, who's ever heard
1: of a Christmas Advent sweater?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've got no interest amazing. in seeing what's under your sweater flaps. Um. I'm sure some people do, hurt, but
1: that hurt my feelings. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Um, hey, Debbie, we're talking. We're talking about Christmas time, and I know this is the time. You know, a lot of parents are wondering uh, about getting gifts for their child care providers and that kind of stuff. What kind of what kind of gifts gifts have you received from uh, parents in your in your programs over the years?
1: Well, <clears throat> my favorite ones are money, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you gotta, love. Got to buy cat food. Yeah, I mean, we go through a lot of cat food. It's pretty pretty deep in our budget, so I love getting money. Uh, sometimes I, I just feel like parents don't appreciate me at all. I don't even get a card from some of them, and that kind of that kind of makes me a little angry because I show up every day in the same sweater for their kids so that I can teach them numbers, and they don't even see the value in that. And I spent all my time making all the craft projects to send home so that they can have a beautiful refrigerator and then they can't even give me the satisfaction of writing a Christmas card to me one time.
0: Yeah. Uh, Debbie, I think if you were my child's uh, preschool teacher, the Christmas present I would get you would be the restraining order. I mean, don't take that the wrong way.
1: No, none ta- no offense taken, Jeffrey. Because, I, I mean, I, I, I worry all, that you I have be- so many restraining orders against me anyway. Like, it's just, it's a part of who I am. So it really doesn't even bother me anymore.
0: Well, I, I would guess it's because, uh, you know, parents feel that you, you, their kids become so attached to you that they're, they, they get, it's just, it's jealousy, isn't it? What it do you is, got, Marianne?
2: So, Miss Debbie, do you have a special craft that you make, that have the children make? as a gift for their parents oh, yeah. for
1: christmas. Oh yes. You know, <clears throat> well, I actually brought one to show you what uh what we do for parent gifts. However, <clears throat> Um, for some reason, I think one of my cats was it was stepping on it, so it kind of fell apart a little bit. I'm just going to try to put it together really quick right here. Uh, I think maybe my, my dot dot not a lot didn't work as well as it should have on this one, but So what I have here is a Popsicle stick Christmas tree that I made today. And this one is an excellent gift for parents because you can put a little loop of ribbon on it and then they can hang it on their Christmas tree every year. And parents just love it. I know that when I opened up my Christmas decoration box yesterday to decorate my Christmas tree that I found Popsicle stick ornaments that I made. When I was three, and it just warmed my heart so much that I still have my popsicle stick crafts, and so I feel like we need to give that memory to other parents by helping the children make popsicle stick ornaments for their Christmas tree at home. Uh,
0: the only way that would warm my heart is if you used it. You used it to start a bonfire. Um, I, I mean, that's cute. I guess, Debbie, Debbie, I did a, a thought occurred to me. What if you have um, children in your program who don't celebrate Christmas? There are there are some families that for for whatever mm-hmm. reason, don't don't really celebrate the holiday. Um,
1: really, Jeffrey, where do you live? Like, I, I'm pretty sure that everybody celebrates Christmas.
0: I, I would I would argue, Debbie, that the vast actually most of the population of the planet earth um don't celebrate christmas when when you when you talk of the seven seven plus billion people on the planet um there there are a a good number of them that that don't don't celebrate christmas really Yeah, yeah um do you have a smartphone a computer I mean, I still I have a flip phone. Okay, well, you might want to have somebody get you on well, next time you're hanging out with Kristen. Get on the internet and, uh, and uh, and and look at uh, world religions and and the number of people that that uh, belong to different religions. And you'll find that uh, you know Christi- Christianity. I mean, it, it's up there, but there are other there are other religions out there. So, um, but
1: everybody believes in Santa, right? I mean, like that. If you even if you don't celebrate Christmas, Santa. I mean, we we should still do Santa crafts, right? Marianne? What about the kids,
2: Miss Debbie? There are, especially in this COVID era, there have been kids whose families, their dads and moms have been out of work and Santa just can't come to their house. And how sad for those kids if we build it up at school all about Santa bringing all the things. How sad for that one kid who maybe be gets underwear from Santa instead of a cool new bike like their friend what about that Miss
1: Debbie well Mary Mary Ann I guess I hadn't really thought about that uh I mean I feel sad for them and 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 maybe in that instance uh we could talk about that in the classroom that not Santa doesn't bring things the same to every child.
0: You you could maybe give that kid a cat or something.
1: Well, I wouldn't give him one of my own cats, but I, I could I could maybe find it in me to go to the Humane Society and get them their own cat.
0: So so in your classroom, there's there there aren't. There are not a variety of ways people can celebrate holidays. It's it's Miss Debbie's way.
1: I mean, that's just the way it's always been, Jeffrey.
0: I mean, couldn't it couldn't it be different?
1: I mean, that'd be a lot of work, Jeffrey.
0: Well, I mean, you could you could switch things up, couldn't you?
1: I'm not quite sure I could. I mean, I think that. <clears throat> It brings me so much joy to to provide these craft opportunities for these Mm -hmm. children that I think that the opportunity for them to create these crafts is so much greater than any experiences they would be having outside the classroom anyway.
0: So so your classroom is about creating joy for yourself and not necessarily meeting the needs of the children.
1: Well, I wouldn't say it like that, Jeffrey. Well, you don't have to say it like that. that, But I think that adults should enjoy their work. Well, sure. I do enjoy my work. And part of the way that I enjoy doing my work is is by creating crafts with children and planning for them. And the children, I mean, generally, it seems like they love it. So... I, I'm, I'm content with keeping doing what I'm keeping doing. Cause that's what I've always done. And it's just a lot easier to keep pulling out the same things year after year after year, after
0: year. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie you know we've over the, over the years we've had you know some college professors and uh, and other people that uh, are interested in the early learning workforce on this show and it seems to be kind of a consensus that that sometimes we need to counsel people out of the profession and so I'm wondering, with your skill set, maybe you might want to consider a career um, making pancakes at a waffle hut, because you would you would you would get to you could use your creativity for making the different shapes of pancakes. Different holiday, you can make the Christmas tree pancake and the the pumpkin pancake for uh, for Halloween and the heart shaped pancake for uh, for Valentine's Day, and then you could use your your. Uh, glue skills with the syrup, those kind of things. That might, I mean, just something to consider.
1: Hmm. I mean, I really enjoy what I'm doing, Jeffrey, and I think I'm a good teacher.
0: Well, I know you do think that, but I'm I'm not sure. Maybe with all those restraining orders and and the rebellious kids, maybe not everybody thinks so.
1: I mean, Jeffrey, you're kind of really, you're kind of really digging me in right now.
0: Well, I'm Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to harsh your mellow. Let's talk about, let's move on from the crafts. Let's talk about school programs.
1: Well, I love a good school program. Oh, my goodness. That's what we spend the majority of our time doing in my classroom, getting ready for that program because it's just so fun and festive and we get to decorate. And we spend lots of time just rehearsing the songs.
0: Does does everybody, all the kids have to take part?
1: Well, of course. I mean, mm. that's what they're, that's what we're planning for. We're planning for a program and that's what parents expect. So yes, of well, course, they're going to have to participate.
0: What about the kids that don't want to?
1: Well, I think that that's just a, that's a lesson in like being brave. And I think that that's the perfect opportunity to teach children how
0: to be brave. Mm, well, De- Debbie, I was, I was, I was one of those kids that didn't like taking part in that kind of stuff. And so you're not
1: brave. Are you? You're not I'm, brave. I'm not, Jeffrey. I'm not,
0: I'm not, No. See, um, I
1: could have been your teacher and I could have, I could have taught you bravery when you were, young, when you were a little Jeffrey.
0: Well, 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 Debbie, I had a teacher much. I had multiple teachers, much like you. Um, when I was young and it, it 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 made me anxious and and I was the kid I was walking around I always had chap licks lips because I, I was I was kind of anxious and I was, I was licking my lips that was going on. I, I would chew on my shirt collars. Um I, I was I was I was a fucking mess from teachers like you, Debbie. Um I mean, sorry.
1: Jeffrey. Yes. Uh, That hurts my feelings just a little. I mean, kind of a lot. I feel like I'm a good teacher. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like people look up to me in my
0: and, and I apologize. Yeah. Tell us about your programs. I apologize. I I just mm. had to vent my own personal. uh It's just one of my demons that was flying around inside of my head. I had to had to let go of. But go go ahead. Jeffrey, tell us about maybe, how your program. Maybe
1: goes. I should come over and decorate for Christmas for you. Uh, I mean, it looks like you need a little holiday cheer up in there.
0: Yeah, I, I got all the holiday cheer I need. And uh, and uh, you know, speaking of restraining orders. Eh. After those last episodes, Tasha, I mean, you can't, you can't get within 500 feet of the place. But anyway, tell us about your program.
1: Well, so I have taken it upon myself to, to get a very large piece of canvas. And I made the most beautiful Santa's workshop. Oh, I wow. painted it. And we put this backdrop behind the children during the program. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we sing lots of different songs, the children. And then I I took my sewing machine and I sewed a whole bunch of really cute costumes that I use year after year after year. And the children are assigned different characters. So we have some that are elves and some that are reindeer. And then the lucky, I mean, the the child that I like the best usually gets to be Santa Mm -hmm. or Mrs. Claus. And then there's the head elf because there's usually you know like two or three children that are my favorites, so those three usually get the main roles in the Christmas program. And I wrote the most the most beautiful Santa's Workshop play that the children then memorize. They memorize their lines, and then we. How old are these kids? So I have children that are ages three to five. Uh huh. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean, my experience is three to five-year-olds love nothing more than memorizing.
1: Mm, I know. I mean, they have so much fun. Like... Mm. Me telling them what to say, cause I mean, most of them can't read. We're working on it. I mean, we're working on sure teaching them how to read. But some of those kids just don't have it in them to learn how to read yeah. yet, which is kind of sad. I mean, I I'm, I had higher hopes for the this age group to learn yeah. how to read, but uh, they, so I tell them what they need to say if they aren't quite sure how to read the words, and then we just practice because if they if they can't read read then i have to t- have to verbally tell them what they need to say and so it just takes a lot of time so we usually oh. start practicing and rehearsing for our christmas program in probably about october
0: that late huh well you i mean your 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 way of doing things that must really really beat it into them you said you wrote the uh the play yourself have you written any uh, any of your own christmas songs
1: uh no i have
0: not <laughs> No. Okay. Well, then have I you, guess I won't ask you to sing it. I guess I won't ask you to sing something for us. Um, what, what, um, what, how, what, what time yeah, but the parents come to the program? What, how is, how is this? How long is the program?
1: so it's usually about two and a half hours long i mean that's the that's usually the time length of a a typical musical that you would see like on broadway so we have like an intermission and it's it's quite the production Mm -hmm. and i'm very i'm very proud of that i mean we've won some awards for From from from
0: from who
1: well, I who, mean, who gives
0: out? Who's the sanctioning body for giving out awards for preschool Christmas programs?
1: Well, it's the Children's Gingerbread Preschool Association. Don't oh. you know?
0: No, I, I didn't. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I found them on the interwebs, and I had to pay about twelve hundred dollars to enter the contest, mm-hmm. and we win every year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, are is that? is that, is that organization located in Nigeria?
1: I'm not quite sure, but I think maybe in Barbados.
0: Oh, okay. Well that, that, that all, that all makes sense. That scans, that makes sense. Um, So parents are excited to uh, come to your, your shindig? Oh, oh yes. Because, because
1: we make, we have like christmas cookies and hot mm-hmm. cocoa and we decorate everywhere i mean like it is the it's like a christmas village in there sure. and it is so heartwarming and those children just sing their little hearts out and i know that the parents love it because they have the like, people don't even use cameras anymore, Jeffrey. Like, video camcorders, they like take out their flat phones uh-huh. and they like video record the children on their phones. I mean, that's kind of neat that they can do that on those flat things, but I mean, you, what happened to the good old
0: camcorder? Are you, are you sure that the recording of it, not just you know, checking the ball game scores or, or scrolling through social media because they're bored? Uh, what do you, what you got, Marianne?
2: What time of day does your program start, Ms. Debbie? Oh, good question.
1: So our program is in the evening because we want all the holiday Christmas lights to be twinkly and sparkly because it just makes it so much more fun that way. So the children usually, you know, they're with us at preschool until about five o'clock. And then we do the program about 530. So the children just stay and we get them all ready. And then uh, they haven't had, I mean, we kind of feed them a little bit of a supper beforehand. Uh And then we do the program at 530. And and I'm sure
0: with, with all the costumes and everything, you probably don't have, you probably have to skip naps.
1: Yeah, we don't do naps on that day because it's I mean that we we're doing a dress rehearsal ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I mean naps just aren't possible that day. Yeah,
0: sure. I bet everybody's just ready to party and in and in the mood for uh for performing after after that kind of day.
1: I mean, they are and but I mean sometimes, I mean quite often we get a child who's not quite happy to participate and so in that instance uh we just kind of put them on the edge so that they're not distracted by their crying during the program uh they're not in the middle so that all the other children are looking at them while they're crying
0: I'm guessing everybody's on edge at one of your programs
1: I mean, they're on the edge of their seats because they're so excited to see what's going to happen next.
0: That's that. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so Debbie, what's? Oh, go ahead, Carol.
4: Well, I was just wondering because I keep, you Miss Debbie, you keep talking about how much the parents love it. They love your program. They love your crafts. What would you do if a parent came to you and said that they didn't like? What if parents started saying, "Hey, how much are they playing?" Or this is too long. So if you're I mean, would you adjust it then to still keep that whole parents love what I'm doing thing going?
1: I mean, that's a real good question. I'd have to really do some deep reflection to see how I'd feel about that. Luckily, that hasn't happened yet. So I haven't had to go there. But it, I, would, I think I'd be heartbroken if somebody told me they weren't enjoying my hard work because I work really hard for that. hmm. That, that would be sad. I think I would feel like they didn't appreciate me and all the work that I do for their child.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever thought about not doing here? I mean, counterpoint, there are some some early learning programs that, that don't mess around with holiday programs because, you know, they don't they don't want to use kids as performers because some kids just aren't into that they 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 don't want to push their cultural expectations on other families those kind of things uh they 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 just it's just not part of their program's culture what do you think about that
1: Mm. well i mean can't they just like suck it up for one night i mean just live one night out of the whole year
0: well i i guess they guess they could
1: i think i think that would be the best route for them to go
0: okay so with that in mind debbie that's a that's a great suggestion couldn't you just suck it up and let the kids use the stapler or let them use as much glue as they wanted or let them create i don't know um non-Santas when it's Santa project time or let them even not do a project or sit out of the program? Couldn't you just suck it up and let those things happen?
1: Okay, Jeffrey, for the sake of our friendship, I will give one day a year where I will suck it up and I will allow that to happen in my classroom, but only because I don't want to lose you as a friend.
0: Uh, Is that going to be like February 30th?
1: I'm not quite sure. February, I mean, that might be a good day because it's after Valentine's Day. Mm, But it's really really close to St. Patrick's Day. Mm So, and sometimes Easter. So I'm not quite sure if that date will work. I'd I'd have to put some thought into this to see like which holidays aren't nearby and kind of go with a date that's like, out there as far as not a lot happening maybe like August. Well, i mean february February
0: 30th would be a good one for a day that nothing nothing's happening um debbie do you put on a big production like this for every holiday like i mean do you have an arbor day program and that kind of thing
1: well no i mean arbor day it, it's not really that's not one that parents think is cool so mm. Mm, But on Earth Day, I mean, parents love a good Earth Day because they get those little saplings with a little brown paper towel around the roots. And it seems like parents really love that. Uh, So, but we don't really do like a tree program or anything like that. But we do have Valentine's Day. That's a big one. And Halloween, Halloween. But of course, Thanksgiving. We do a lot around Thanksgiving because we need to teach those children all about pilgrims and the Native Americans. Sure. And the first like dinner of the United States of America.
0: Yeah, until until the first Thanksgiving, nobody had ever eaten dinner before, and 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 this comment. I know. I know. Um, Speaking That's of, speaking of Halloween. Eat. Speaking of Halloween, uh, Debbie, have you seen this project? Maybe you saw this on Pinterest, or something. hey, maybe you invented this. Um, there's this thing where they they'll take the like the infants and toddlers, and they'll 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 paint. Their, just grab the kid, pull off their diaper, paint their butt orange, yeah. and then plop them onto a piece of paper and make uh, make pumpkin butt prints.
1: I think um, that's so cute.
0: I love that. You you do.
1: I mean, don't you, Jeffrey? I mean, that's just the sweetest little thing.
0: Well, I mean, it, it might be something I do here at a upstairs studio just for, for my own sensory experience and joy, but I'm not sure I would do it. I mean, it sounds it doesn't sound like there's a lot of consent in it from the I, I see. Look, um, friend of the show, Mike Huber, he's, he's 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 talks a lot about this. He's he he do you know Mike? He's into Rough and Tumble Play. He's got a book about Rough and Tumble Play.
1: Yeah, I know Mike. I've read his. I've I, maybe I don't know Mike. I'm yeah. not sure, but I I think that. I've seen his book in different places. And I, yeah. just, I think that whole concept of rough and tumble play is just stupid.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he's done trainings about this, about the, about how rough and tumble play helps, uh, helps kids learn about consent. And I think the, the whole idea of being picked up by somebody that's bigger than you, having your pants pulled off, you have your butt painted orange and then plopped onto a piece of paper. It just, it, it doesn't sound very consensual. Um, so I that that concerns oh, it's me. Cute. But, it's cute, Jeffrey. Oh, I'm sure it's cute, and and actually, actually, Debbie, I've got a birthday coming up, and so if you want to send me a, uh, a a pumpkin picture, um, by all means, that would be something I would display here in the studio. So,
1: I mean, do you? Okay, I mean, I, a challenge accepted.
3: You did say you wanted him to put up some decorations, so that'll. I two birds,
0: one stone. Um, this has gone totally off the rails. Um, anybody have any questions, comments, concerns uh, with with Becky? I mean, Debbie. Excuse me, I'm thinking about somebody else. Jennifer. I know know a lot of preschool teachers. There Um, is,
1: there is on for.
0: I apologize. Uh, So, so Debbie, tell us. Any anybody got anything? What do you got, Jennifer?
2: I was really hoping to find out, Miss Debbie, what your favorite Christmas song was.
1: Mm. And maybe
2: if you would (laughs) sing a little bit for us.
1: Oh, I heard you have a lovely voice. It's just so many. Uh, Actually, my favorite Christmas album, believe it or not, is Kenny Rogers' Christmas Greetings, it's called. And it's my favorite song actually goes something like this. It's like, kids, kids. Christmas is for kids and and then it keeps going but mm. I kind of See, I'm more of a visual learner, as you can tell by the crafts that I like to do. So um, sometimes when it comes to songs, I have a really hard time memorizing them because I'm not really I'm not really a, an auditory learner. So if I had the lyrics a little bit closer, I'd be able to sing a little bit more for you. But I'll just give you that little teaser. Maybe I can sing more later. When yeah. I have the yeah, maybe we right. do an episode Thank you. on
0: on 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 songs. Um, my favorite Christmas. song I think song you should is... check
1: that out though. That's a that's a really good song. I have it on cassette tape.
0: Yeah,
1: Kenny Rogers.
0: <laughs> my my favorite Christmas song is Adam Sandler's uh Hanukkah song. That's my favorite Christmas song. Listen to That's not even
1: Christmas, Jeffrey. That's Hanukkah. That's a di- totally different right.
0: I, I, you wouldn't know. Um, time to pull the plug. <laughs> Anybody got any final thoughts for, uh, for Debbie before we let her go bathe her cats or whatever it is she does? I got, I got one quick. De- Debbie, I was wondering how, I, I know this might be inappropriate, but I was wondering how old you were because my feeling is that you're older than I am. You just seem old. Mm. Uh, but I didn't know, I don't, I don't know if you're 21 or 63. Um, can you clue us in?
1: Well, Jeffrey, I mean that is not a question that you ask a lady, so yeah. I kind of feel a little uncomfortable answering that question. I think I'm yeah, just go gonna ahead and do it anyway. Imagination. Mm. No, I think I think I'm going to keep that to myself.
0: Okay, okay. Um, well, Debbie, thank you for being brave enough to come back on the show again. Um, I know I I kind of push your welcome, buttons uh, every once in a while. I love uh, it
1: when you push my buttons.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I just wish you would kind of kind of lighten up a little bit. I've got to do uh before we wrap up, got to do some Zoom beverage container talk. Um Carol was using a smaller beverage. Uh, a smaller cup earlier and i thought oh that's the perfect size beverage but then she pulled out a different colored huge one that's uh not quite as big as the coffee cup she had a couple months ago but still huge but i think the the beverage container winner is the the wine glass annie was using a little bit ago that seemed like it held a whole bottle of wine um I've seen that
1: thing annie i want to see it
0: that wow that that's got to fit at least half a bottle of wine in it doesn't it annie
3: Trick bottom glass here. It's empty. It looks empty now, but, uh, just wait a minute and it'll get refilled.
0: Yeah. I, I bet it does. Oh, before we wrap up, we're going to be bringing a, uh, bringing a, a new pod. There's, there's a, a baby podcast. That's getting, getting born. And Annie has just drank a half a bottle of wine. So I don't know if she's going to want to talk about it, but, uh, what well, you want to, you want to share something about the the podcast, Annie?
3: I would love to I'm turning red. Um, Yes, we are out of line here in Michigan lately, and so we're going to talk about that. We are talking about how to push back on the societal norms of education right now in our country and um, step out of line and how you start your journey or wherever you are in your process to getting into more play, less control, letting go of control for control's sake Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Talking
0: about things like unschooling and homeschooling and different models of uh, of learning with your kids. So uh, and look, Carol's already to bring her big glass and, and be a guest. Um, so so that'll be delightful. So so look forward to that in twenty twenty two. Debbie, you got anything going on you want to plug before we pull the plug on this episode?
1: Well, I really wish that I could invite you all to my Christmas program that we do at preschool, but I you know, COVID, and I just don't want all that to happen, so unfortunately, it's a closed event this year, and uh, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't have anything. I
0: hate to, I'll hate to to miss that. Debbie, I heard you also that uh, in your spare time, you're, you're crocheting kitten mittens and selling them on Etsy.
1: Oh, yes, I do create, crit kitten mittens and you know what's the cutest thing is that so I have about four long-haired cats Mm
4: -hmm.
1: so how I crochet is I after I brush the cats you know you get a whole bunch of hair and then I weave that into yarn and uh, you know I can make that into yarn and then I use that yarn to make their kitten mittens so it's actually like an all-natural organic
0: style
1: yeah. kitten mitten and i mean they just love them uh, and sometimes yeah, yeah. i mean we switch it up so like one of my long hair cats has orange hair and one of them has gray hair and so we'll switch them up and i'll give like the i'll take like the gray hair kit mittens and put them on the orange on the cat, or- <laughs> and it's just like the cutest thing
0: Debbie, I've been wanting to get you to kind of loosen up a little bit, but it, it sounds like uh, it sounds like you're a little I bit mean, crazy. We
1: get wild with That's, those
0: uh, kid mittens. That, that sounds like wild times. Hey, listeners, this has been a real, real long episode of the Child Care Bar and Real Podcast. I hope you listened. Thanks for joining us. Uh, share the show with a friend. Share the show with a stranger. Share the show with an enemy. Just share the show. We appreciate it. Back soon with another episode. Bye-bye.